Hi and welcome to Fresh Ears from Fresh Air Production. Every brand has a story to tell and every business has stories that can be told without pictures. Ah yes, but we're very visual is a line that we've heard from all sorts of businesses over the years and whilst others might think that kills off the idea of a podcast, to us it's a golden chance to prove them wrong. If you've got a story, you can tell it in audio. So that's why we're here. I'm Neil Cowling and this is the podcast where we explore how brands and businesses have brought their story into the podcast space and made it work for them. In each episode we speak to the client and the producer to see what we can learn from what they've been through and of course how they've succeeded. Fresh Air specialises in branded podcasts so you'd think we know what we're talking about but it's amazing how this half an hour of dissecting what we do can teach us all something new. In this episode we're exploring the classic round table debate format with one of our most niche podcast series for one of our longest running and biggest clients, Allianz Insurance, with their podcast, Insurance Tomorrow. All of these different changes in terms of how people use their property, uh, how their employees work, what new risks are, are emerging uh, as a result of, uh, of leveraging these technologies are all things that we as an industry need to uh, understand and make sure we're there to provide the appropriate um, support uh, products and services that can enable uh, these companies to uh, to leverage leverage these advantages, uh, but with the security of knowing that there is uh, insurance behind them where appropriate to uh, to support that um, goal. So, how do you use podcasts to deliver content that one specific set of people really love? That super served set in this instance being insurance brokers. I really want to dig into the round table format today. It often seems like an obvious route, but it's also often the most effective. So how does it work? What's involved? And how do you make it come alive? With me are Steph Milchrist, marketing consultant for brand and CSR at Allianz, and Annie Day, our senior producer at Fresh Air. Hello. Hello. So Steph, let's start by telling us just a little bit about Allianz and the part of the business that you're in and who this podcast, Insurance Tomorrow, is intended to reach. Yeah, absolutely. So I work for Allianz Insurance, which is one of the UK's biggest insurance companies. Um, in particular, we work on the commercial insurance side of things. So I work in the brand team. Um, so, of course, we're kind of looking at getting our brand across as many uh, places and to as many people as possible but with quite a niche target audience. So like you mentioned, our target audience is commercial insurance brokers, of which is incredibly niche and incredibly small, but we're looking to reach them in a really effective way when they're kind of bombarded by quite a lot of insurance companies trying to capture their attention. I often explain it to people as being, you know, that, that as you say, it's a small group of people, but enormously valuable to the business, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Without them, we can't operate. We we sell purely through commercial insurance brokers, so there's no other route to market for us. So this is this is really crucial stuff that we're doing. And why podcasts? Why did you come to podcasts? Why do you think it's important for this audience? So like I mentioned, it's quite difficult to get cut through with quite a small group of people being marketed to quite a lot. So what we were trying to do was think of a different and innovative way to capture their attention. And podcasts, we felt were a good way to do that. 
it wasn't something that was done by a lot of our competitors. It was something that could really give us a bit of a competitive advantage. And it was also a nice way to reach them. You know, we're used to emails, we're used to videos, we're used to articles, we're used to all the kind of traditional content uh, formats and podcast was something a little bit different. Hence why we, we went on the journey to discover if it was going to be successful for us. So Anna, you produced this series. Can you give us a bit of an, uh, an overview of the of how that format works, of how that roundtable discussion works? Yeah, I mean, it is, it's really simple. We have an Alliance guest um, on every episode. And then usually it's um, another two experts um, from that that field of the subject and and really what we want is is thought leaders or real experts in that that subject and we're talking about experts that are talking about something that might not be happening in the next year it might be happening in the next 5 10 years so they really have to know what they're talking about they have to be really well respected and we're basically having a conversation that's guided by a presenter so we're um we're we're asking them questions that are going to bring out the best of their um expertise um it's it's quite, uh, quite a specific time. So we're looking at around 20 to 25 minutes. They usually no longer than that, although some of the subjects are quite difficult. So you're trying to condense quite challenging subjects into quite a short space of time. Um, but really, we just want to explain the, the subjects in as simple and user-friendly a way as, as possible to, to really um, explain how something could affect not just the insurance industry, but also the, the wider business community and, and not in the immediate future, which is what makes it quite tricky sometimes. And I should say that we, we release these in two bursts per year. We do normally four episodes in the spring and four episodes in the autumn. And Steph, how do you decide what topics you want to cover in those periods what process is there to make that decision um it's a bit of a mixture to be honest there'll be things that are kind of quite relevant so for example we've just covered the insurance world post covid19 so that's quite a sort of relevant topic but essentially we we kind of look for topics that would be interesting to insurance brokers and we tend to look for subjects which are of the future, as Annie mentioned. So, you know, emerging risks or emerging trends. We look on social media, chatter from brokers on there. We also do research twice a year into what kind of content they're looking for. So it's a real mix of ways to gather subjects. And we kind of get quite a nice mixture of topics throughout the year to make it really interesting. So we're, we're kind of keen to kind of cover a lot of bases on, on the podcast, really. And we do quite a lot of roundtable discussions it's fair to say that a lot of clients come to us and want some sort of panel debate and that ranges from clients who say we've got all our guests in place we just want you to come and record it uh, or set up the process for recording and editing it and then we have other clients a bit like yourself who sort of say here are the topics and here's some suggested guests but how you put that panel together is a bit more up to you. Annie, can you explain how that works from your point of view? How does the, that pre-production process work once Steph has said we want to talk about the future for automotive vehicles, for instance? Yeah, so it's it's quite nice for me because they do give me the, the topic, they um, give me the Alliance guest as well. And then, as you said, they give me some suggested guests. But I quite often go away and do my own research as well. And we're talking about topics that I 
I'm often coming to completely fresh. So I think Allianz um, introduced me to AI, uh, autonomous vehicles. Um, I know more now about um, cyber insurance than I ever thought I would. So I go away and just basically try and get guests who I think are going to be interesting and also add something to the conversation. And I speak to them, do briefing calls, and then try and shape the episode around what I think they're going to say. And it's a bit of a mixture of contributors. So from the outset, Allianz introduced me to people like Bieber, who are the British Insurance Brokers Association. And they have been quite a key guest thread throughout all the series that we've done. Um, They're key to the broker industry. They talk to brokers all the time. They talk for brokers. And so they're, they're great as guests. They know what they're talking about. And so somebody like Bieber, we keep going back to every series. They can't take part in every single episode, but if they've got a good knowledge base and they're fantastic to really get the conversation going. But it could be somebody who works in the industry. So for example, IBM, um, we've spoken to, um, I think they were on for autonomous vehicles. They're working in the industry day in, day out. So they're really, really well placed to actually discuss some of the, the topics. And often they are very technology based. And then there's sort of a third strand that I look for, which is often um, consultancies. So people like EY, KPMG, they They've often done really detailed research and they've often got an insurance arm as well who they've done research with. And they're really useful to approach because they can give you a much wider expertise on, on the topic. And, and when I'm coming at a, a subject, I always try and, and think big to begin with. So you know from Alliance you've got the insurance angle. If you're doing something technical, you want somebody who can explain the technology in a really user-friendly way without dumbing it down. But if you can then get somebody to do an overview that, that tackles insurance, and business, then that that works really well, and and then really it's it's pulling them pulling those guests all together, and there's a constant dialogue with me and Steph, and I'll say to her, I found these people. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. No, they don't quite fit. So there's a bit of backwards and forwards, but usually at the end, it does feel like a collaboration. But it is quite a nice mix of of being given guests and going away and finding my own my own people. And are those people normally enthusiastic about coming on? Yeah. Are they easy to get? Yeah, they are. I don't think I've had anybody turn us down for reasons other than availability. Uh, As I've mentioned, we do go back to people a lot. So Bieber were regular contributors. Federation of Small Businesses came on a couple of times. IBM really, really willing to get involved. And I think part of that is that Allianz is obviously a very trusted brand and they know that by getting involved in, in a podcast like that, they're, you know, they're not going to get stitched up, then we're not trying to trip them up at all. So it, it works both ways. And also the presenter is often a draw as well. So I think usually 95% of the time the answer is yes, unless they're not available, which is fantastic. It's, um, it's interesting that because I think we make some podcasts where guests almost always need paying to come on and it, there's a real distinction between those where you're you're chasing after a celebrity guest because they'll make a good interviewee around a topic but with this sort of podcast these people are coming on because they they want to contribute to the discussion and it's also good for their network isn't it they want to be seen to be on it and some of the people that we've approached are quite small organizations so um, we approached um, a small organization called the broker network and in comparison to Bieber they are much smaller in the industry so to approach them and invite them on they were really really thrilled to come on it got their voice out 
in a way that, as Steph was alluding to before, it's not just an article. You were able to hear their their guests speaking, and yeah, they were they were delighted to be invited. So it is a case of sometimes you are going for the really big guests. You know, IBM are one of the biggest leaders in technology in the world. To going to those those slightly um, smaller contributors, and you've revisited topics as well, haven't you? So cyber, for instance, these topics move on, and you and you come back to them. Is that is that something you think you'll continue doing? Yeah, it? absolutely. So I think that's almost the beauty of this is that we can continue updating them. So for example, you've talked about cyber, I think autonomous vehicles will probably be an, a topic that we'll start talking about again. So I think we did that as one of our first series. So I think we've alluded to we've been going for nearly two years, maybe um, two to three years now. So there's definitely updates to those topics that we covered in the first and second series. So it's great to be able to then revisit them and give the kind of updated um, knowledge and detail around that subject. So I think it's definitely something we'll continue to do and, it, and it's nice to be able to do that. And how much does the topicality matter? And we've done some episodes like Brexit back a couple of years ago, which now seem hilariously out of date. Does that matter? Or is it just, is it those are sort of short term episodes, I guess? Yeah, I guess it's quite nice to have a mix, I think. So I think generally most of our episodes are quite forward future looking and those are quite nice but then it's also good to kind of have ones that are relevant for now so we, we just talked about you know Brexit is a very um, was a very specific example of that where I think the information probably went out of date faster than we were recording but world post-COVID-19 again that will that will be sort of relevant for a certain period of time um, but it's quite important information it's, it's things that our brokers want to hear about so it's important that we kind of cover a mix of both I think. It's fair to say, isn't it, the impact of COVID has been quite widespread. So what impact have you seen on the insurance industry, Simon? The pandemic has had the effect on the insurance industry of of driving um, a level of disruption that hasn't been seen. We we obviously have major events um, in a normal course of a year, so a, a, a sort of a big storm or something like that. But this is on a different scale. So the impact has been very widespread. It's driven a greater focus, I think, on customer service and making sure we've been able to maintain that. I, I think it's also had the impact of creating some tricky reputational issues for us um, as an industry that we're going to have to work hard to uh, overcome over time. Um, But I think it's also enabled the industry to develop quite quickly some of the aspects of the way it operates digitally at an accelerated rate. So I think a lot of the industry has surprised itself by how it can respond. um, And I would expect to see a faster pace of change as a result of that um, in a very general sense. Annie mentioned that we have one guest in each episode who is from Allianz. So you will probably normally nominate the most senior person that you can find really on that topic. But I know that neither you or we want it to just sound like a party political broadcast from Allianz. So how do you manage that? How do you stop your own Allianz people from just preaching the Allianz word all the time? Uh, I think great briefing from Annie is probably the key. But generally, I think they're quite interested in their topic. So it's not necessarily always the most senior person. We just try and find the person in the business who has the most expertise on the subject. And luckily for Allianz being such a huge company with quite a wide ranging area of expertise, we usually are able to find someone who's quite knowledgeable about the subject. And that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be about insurance. But as part of a panel discussion, you know, and again, mentioning the briefing, they're quite, kind of quite used to being part of that wider discussion. You know, we're talking about it 
from a much bigger thing than just looking at it from the narrow insurance view. And they, they all, they're all kind of keen to take part in that and, and get the word out about that, that subject. So I think they're, they're quite happy that we're not doing a, yeah, a party political broadcast for, for the Alliance Party. We're, we're making sure that they're all spreading the word together about whatever the topic is. Just to add to that, I think what's also nice is that they're not on their own. So they're in it as a team. And, and when I'm setting them up with the brief, I always say to them, your expertise is insurance. Your expertise is not necessarily how an autonomous vehicle works. So it's really important when I'm trying to set the guests up that you've got that balance across because you don't want to put an Alliance guest on the spot and, and get them to explain everything. So the fact that we've got three different guests means that hopefully they can all bounce off each other. And where one person has strengths in one area, they may not have strengths in the other, but but hopefully with the presenter guiding the conversation, nobody's left to flounder or ask, answer questions that are just not fit for their expertise. So Annie, just for a second, just talk us through that briefing process, because that's a bit mysterious for people sometimes, I think. How you get from, OK, these are the guests we want. They've said yes. How do we get from that to creating a, a brief for the presenter and a script with a structure? How does that process work? To begin with, I have to have some knowledge of the topic before speaking to them. It's not in-depth knowledge, but I like to go into the conversations with an idea of what they might be able to talk about. The, the whole point of the brief is to basically tease out the subject areas that they're strongest on. So, for example, when I was talking to um, one of the other guests for um, 5G, the Alliance guest, he was very specific about, you can absolutely ask me this, but this isn't my subject area. So the brief is it's it's as valuable to find out what they can talk about as, as what they want to steer clear on and really it's it's me sitting down on the phone for it can be up to an hour and and just having a chat and I've always got a, a set idea in my head of the sort of questions that I want to ask but you never pin yourself down to a script on the phone in a briefing call because you never know where the conversation's going to go and sometimes you have a conversation with Usually I try and speak to the Alliance guests first and sometimes I have those conversations and it's those conversations then leading me to another guest. So I might go back to Steph and say, actually, this area is much stronger than I think we realised we should go down this alleyway. And you use those conversations to pull together some notes that formulate the questions. And as I said earlier, you're you're trying to um you're trying to it's all about storytelling. And also you're pulling that together for the presenter. So it's really important that any notes that I'm getting the presenter will then be able to read and think, yeah, I've got this subject. I understand what these guests can talk about and and what this subject means and why it's important. Talking about presenters, we've had two presenters now for this series. One was Nick Hewer, who was our longest standing presenter, obviously formerly of The Apprentice, and brought a sort of authority and uh, seriousness and a level of experience to it that definitely brought guests in. We've just switched in this last series to Steph McGovern, who obviously has a uh, a profile of her own is very different type of presenter to Nick. What um, benefit? Because obviously, there's quite a lot of cost to Alliance, to be frank, in in bringing in a, a celebrity presenter or a presenter with some sort of profile. What do you think that brings to the podcast? Why is that important to you? Well, one is like you said, a bit of weight behind it because we want someone to be interviewing them that kind of has a little bit of background and a bit of expertise to bring to the table. And it's quite nice that they understand the conversation. Guests, I think, is 
another thing, like Annie uh, mentioned, sometimes that can be a bit of a draw for guests, you know, being interviewed or being part of a round table conversation with someone with that kind of celebrity background is, is sometimes quite a nice draw. And then equally, it's quite nice in terms of when we're marketing it, it gives us that kind of other lever as such that we can we can pull. So, you know, on social media, they can help advertise the, the podcast. And it, it just gives that a little bit different standout factor. Like I said, we're kind of not trying to be uh, the traditional content marketers. We're, we're trying to push the boundaries and having someone with a bit of celebrity factor sort of helps to enhance that and makes it go further, makes people want to listen. Um, perhaps not if the topic isn't necessarily something they're interested in, they might listen for the for the presenter and then actually find that it's quite an interesting podcast, hopefully. Yeah, I should say we always, with all the presenters that we contract on, the, on behalf of clients, we always involve some sort of social media activity in that. So they're always requested as part of their deal to retweet stuff that we do or we will write tweets for them we will send those out however that best works but yeah it's a real plus of having almost using them as a marketing channel isn't it we always ask the same of guests as well not just the presenter of course you know it's helping almost piggyback the following of guests as well as the presenter so that they get their the word out too um one thing we do with alliance that i don't think we do with anybody else is we normally nowadays have an episode in each series which is just internal people of Allianz. So whilst we have our sort of external facing podcast, we also do an episode which is essentially senior people from within Allianz sort of chewing over the latest debates or the latest topics in the industry. How did that come about and why is that useful? Yeah, so I think, like we mentioned, we've been doing the podcast for quite a few series and we kind of were thinking about different ways to maybe refresh it slightly and one thing we were hearing from brokers was that they don't necessarily have as much contact with our senior board members they don't necessarily have a social media presence they're not necessarily out and about meeting brokers but they have really interesting views and opinions that people want to know about and therefore we thought it would be really interesting to see if we could get a roundtable discussion of our senior management board members talking about quite topical uh, trends that were happening in the industry right now and it kind of gave them a way to connect and um, understand what was going on at their level in a kind of different way to just say an email or a brochure would and we obviously as part of that included a bit of a personal side of that so like, for example, going back to the world post-COVID-19, we talked about how it's impacted their own personal lives, what's happening with their working from home situation. So it, it just makes gives them a little bit more of a platform whilst giving our brokers a bit more from us that perhaps isn't available elsewhere. So we've dug a bit into uh, Annie's side of things on the research and, and the prep. Just tell us, talk us through a bit how it works at your end once we've recorded and I should say that the way we deliver it to you at that point is we send you an MP3 and a transcript of what's been recorded of that first cut. What's the process internally for then feeding back to us on what you'd like to keep in and what you'd like to take out? Yeah, so I think we usually record for around 40 minutes and we try and get it down to around 2025. So generally at first port of call is us just going through and um, kind of slimming down and 
getting rid of some of the, the questions and discussion that we don't necessarily want to include. Then we also have, of course, a internal sign-off process. So it goes to our PR team and then any Allianz expert as well for sign-off to check that they're happy with their, their input. And then we send it back to you. And we usually, I think we've got it down to about two two rounds of amends now. And do you always listen at the same time as you're reading through it? And that sounds like a weird question, but I think I think some clients kind of just read the transcript rather than listen to it as well. No, definitely listen, because I think you don't get the flow from the transcript as well as when you're listening. And so sometimes you can cut out a bit of section, which in the transcript doesn't look necessarily vital, but when you're listening, it, it disrupts the flow. So I would I would always listen to it with the transcript in front of me. And in that process, how do you decide what you keep and what you cut out? What are you looking for uh, and how do you come to those decisions if there's more than one of you taking those decisions? It can be a real tricky one because obviously the 40 minutes of discussion, a lot of it is is really good discussion. So we sometimes have to be quite brutal in our in our cutting down and just get through the, the main points. But we do like to add in, you know, a bit of the rapport between the guests. You know, we don't want it to be just... Fact, 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 fact. We want it to have that nice conversational flow um, and have that kind of roundtable discussion feel. And Annie, as a producer, because you obviously, you come from a radio background, a journalism background, so you obviously have opinions as to what should stay in and come out. But at the end of the day, Allianz are paying for it. They're the client. Do you ever find yourself arguing back? Do you ever find yourself in a discussion about what should stay in and what should come out? Or... You just do whatever Steph tells you. <laughs> I wouldn't say we argue, <laughs> um, but there has been um, conversation about what to keep in. And um, most recently we did one and we took out quite a lot of one of the guests. It wasn't really apparent to Alliance listening back um, initially until I literally sent them a screen grab of what the sound waves look like. And I was able to really simply say the blue bits of audio are the only bits that you've got of that guest. And I think you probably need a little bit more of them. And so they seeing that visually makes quite a difference, I think. And so they were able to go back and say, actually, yeah, let's put a little bit in. But effectively what, what they say goes, um, but I'm, I will always offer suggestions if I think actually that bit was quite nice. That makes it sound a little bit more human. I'd suggest you leave that in. And, but we, <laughs> I don't think we've ever come to blows about anything um yeah it's just really offering um a bit of guidance Steph do you think you are do you th- have you learned to cross that process have you got better at editing it yourself and and sort of anticipating what works and what doesn't yeah absolutely I think every series we get better and better but no Annie's right I think it is a bit of a collaboration because we are listening to it from a insurance point of view and it's always nice to have that that kind of expert ear on it as well and that's why we would always listen to anything that Annie kind of suggests we're always we're always kind of open to any suggestions because we want to make it the best podcast it can be um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we're always right um, so it's it is very much a collaborative process it obviously works you've carried on doing it for three years it's uh, it's a successful series but how do you quantify that how do you know whether it's worked or not so our key metrics are really awareness and consideration so we have surveys twice a year which tells us our consideration and awareness levels within our broker audience and generally we've maintained or increased those over the last three years and of course we're kind of looking at listens as well so how many listens have we got per series it also helps us choose topics so 
helps us understand which topics are interesting to brokers and which ones we should cover again. But generally, we would look at our awareness levels and that would help to determine whether the activity we've got going on in that year is impacting that. And how do you promote it? How do you let people know about it? Um, So we do ACAST advertising that runs whilst our podcasts release. So we release over eight weeks every two weeks. So the ACAST advertising is done throughout that time. And then we also do paid social across our own uh, corporate social channels. Um, And then like we've mentioned, we do the organics uh, as well. And then if anyone's come on, so for example, Bieber are great at sharing our podcasts if they're a guest. So we try and tap into that as well. So I should explain that the Acast advertising, essentially, we create a an audio ad, like a radio ad from 30 seconds, and that then runs in front of a whole load of other business podcasts on Acast, whether that's the FT or The Economist or a range of others. It's very much like radio advertising in the sense that it's quite difficult to know whether somebody has listened to your podcast as a result of hearing the advert on the FT. But you obviously, again, you obviously think that's a worthwhile investment. You obviously think that that's a, a, a good way of getting the word out. Yeah, I think it adds to it. I think we are pushing out via our channels, our own channels. So we have to be reliant on people following our channels or being in a bucket, on a target audience bucket of ours for paid media. Whereas that ACAST advertising is reaching sort of audiences that we wouldn't necessarily have access to. It elevates the podcast. It, you know, we, we advertise with podcasts that are of business or journalism nature. So it gives it a little bit of kudos. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good way for us to just enhance the reach of the podcast into audiences that we might not necessarily be able to reach on our own. So Annie, um, tips and tricks for creating a world-beating panel discussion, please, from a producer's point of view. It's all down to the guests. Um, the presenter's important as well because they are guiding the conversation. But if you've not got guests that know what they're talking about and can explain really clearly what they're talking about, you're really stuck. So you want guests that know their field. You want guests that, as Steph said, you want guests that have got a bit of kudos about them as well. So big names is, is really nice, but not essential. And also you want guests that um, that communicate well with each other. It, it is a conversation. We, we try really hard to get them to interact with each other. And some of the best podcasts that we've done are the ones where they don't necessarily interrupt each other, but you you just get that interaction between them. So it, a topic's important, but really it is what the, the guests can contribute because they've got to sound like they know what they're talking about and they're trustworthy because what they're saying could be the difference between them using Allianz and, and not. And Steph, from your point of view, anything that you would say to other people who are looking at doing a, a similar style of podcast, why... Um, why is it working for you and, and what would you pass on? Yeah, so getting someone who knows what they're doing. Um, so Annie is a great asset to us because she is looking at it from an external point of view. And it's nice that we're not just having our insurance tunnel vision on and we kind of get a broader view of whatever topic that we're covering. So I think that's really important. Briefing your guests. So understanding, you know, whatever it is that your objectives are. So ours isn't necessarily a sales pitch for Allianz. It's a conversation. So making sure they're aware of that. And then just making sure everyone's comfortable. I think that's one of the key things. And obviously it's massively changed with now we're recording remotely. But when we were in the studio, you know, making all the guests feel 
feel comfortable, feel, try and get them talking beforehand and getting them introduced to each other. So they've got five minutes to kind of understand what their different areas of expertise is. That really makes a massive impact. If, if they go into the studio kind of cold, obviously that's, that's always going to be a bit more tricky. And then the final thing is presenter. So I think we found um, having someone, for example, like Steph, who is really great at getting everyone to be involved in the conversation, really good at keeping the flow. Um, she's really good at making sure that everything that we want as the brand is covered whilst also making sure that everything from the technical side of things is also covered. And she makes a massive impact to that and making it successful. Thank you very much to Steph Milchrist, marketing consultant for brand and CSR at Allianz, and Annie Day, our senior producer for Fresh Air. Insurance Tomorrow is a case study we talk about so much with potential clients. It's super serving your target audience in a way that no other medium can. If you'd like to find out how your brand can benefit from having its own branded podcast, you can find us at freshairproduction.co.uk. For now, from me, Neil Cowling, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.